Hello, Voices of Wrestling listener. Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 23 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show, and you can go to voicesofwrestling.com/slash donate to do- donate to the show. And any donations are greatly appreciated. And if you use Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review i'm Ger- gerard detroit here with paul vosh paul how are you doing today doing pretty good uh just during the night we think we had like the first kind of proper fall storm of the year i mean now that it is also actually kind of fall temperatures at the end of november <laughs> uh, middle of november rather yeah so yeah now it is actually properly fall for like i guess half a month until we launch into winter uh, we got the first little bit of snow here, but it was just a tiny, tiny amount. It just stayed on like top of cars and stuff like that. So, but it was really warm here till recently and everything like that. Yeah, fun so, I saw some things about like something called like thunderstorm that is going to hit like the general area. I think. Uh, yeah, I saw something about that, like a big snowstorm. I'm not sure if it's getting quite to me, but it's close. Like I'm not far from Buffalo, so. We'll see, but uh, I don't see anything on my, any of my weather reports, so fingers crossed. I don't like to deal with this shit until January. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
So that sort of thing. Um, so I guess this week we'll start off uh, with the big news that everyone's talking about, Junakiyama in AEW. Mm-hmm. Paul, any thoughts? What was your reaction to this? Uh, I was really happy, mainly because uh, that meant, I mean, obviously that's what they did as well, is him versus Eddie Kingston. Um, like, I know it's kind of a try trope basically like the, like i hate i like i generally hate like the whole like you deserve a chant and everything but like i think this would be like the one time where it would be appropriate because eddie deserves this like eddie deserves to wrestle joe nakiyama like it's literally like his entire career like was built towards this moment and that he actually will able will actually finally get it i think it's just incredibly heartwarming yep definitely uh, I assuming you haven't seen Dynamite yet. Um, no, uh, so because it there doesn't was... actually get shown here until Monday. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So there was a brief video package of like uh, Takeshita and Akiyama backstage, and it was mostly a voiceover from like Ortiz and, and uh, Eddie, uh, and uh, only Takeshita talked, and June just stood there in a DDT T-shirt and looked menacing. <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh... If that's all it takes, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, also, I noticed that uh, Sanshiro Takagi went with uh, Akiyama to the States. So something is afoot, I would assume, mm-hmm. between um, AEW and probably all of Cyber fight, fight, really, at this point. Yeah. I mean, since they have, like, especially because of all of the video packages that have gone up on the NOAA YouTube channel, if you've seen those. I have not. Just the one with Tony okay. Khan. Yeah. But so basically, there's a bunch of video packages that have gone up uh, on the Noah YouTube channel uh, of a bunch of AEW guys. So I think the ones that I saw were Regal and Tony Schiavone uh, talking about uh, Great Muta. Because I think Regal talked about the fact that he was one of the few people that is still active that has wrestled both the Great Muta as well as KG Muto. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And Tony would have been there the whole time that uh, Muda was in WCW, whether it was 89 or 2000. Yeah. So uh, definitely seems like there's a lot more like cooperation going on with them with all of Cyberfight, which is really kind of like it's weird because this means that this is kind of like the only actual crossover between DDT and Noah is AEW <laughs> rather than them with each other. Like, yeah, it's weird. Do you think Tony Khan will try to convince Takagi to stop working with GCW? I mean, do we know if there's heat between Tony and like the GCW guys that he used to have in his company? Well, the word is that AEW guys aren't going to be working GCW anymore. Like Mox is done, but he also signed an extension which might restrict him more. Mm-hmm. But I, there are rumors... I don't think they're like confirmed reports that you're not going to see any other AEW talent in GCW. I don't know if it's Heat or Tony just like, I don't want these people on this sh- on in this company type thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely... I mean, if I'm DDT, there is also more value with having AEW guys. Absolutely. On your show rather than having but, uh, like GCW now guys. Now, they, ha- they have those... DDT shows in, in at WrestleMania weekend, and that's going to be alongside GCW and the Collective. So that's happening, mm-hmm. I'm sure, still. But it'll be interesting to see if 
after that, they sort of, you know, separate if Takagi gets closer to uh, AEW. Yeah. I mean, and again, like, this is what I mean about where it's weird about, like, cooperation within Cyberfight, because, like, shows at WrestleMania weekend, it's going to be GCW and DDT, and then it's going to be Noah and Dragon Gate rather than Noah and DDT and, like, Tokyo Joshi, I don't know, running some sort of joint show at right. WrestleMania weekend. But what I'm actually kind of starting to suspect, because it doesn't make sense for them to not cooperate, that this is actually a a kind of mandate within the company maybe to actually keep kind of a special and exclusive feeling to the Cyberfight Festival and that's why they never cooperate outside of it. Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, Because it's really I, kind of the only explanation I can come up with because it just doesn't make sense that there's no crossover at all. Yeah, I think it would help Noah more than DDT, actually. Well, I don't know. Have you seen some of those DDT numbers? Yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well i mean what do you expect from ricky shane page as being one of your uh star foreigners yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that alone is like reason enough to kind of transition to AEW from jcw yeah exactly yeah takagi's like maybe uh, having a little bit of buyer's remorse at this point yeah so anyway we'll talk about the most recent happenings uh, and we'll start with uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. They had their first show of the Real World Tag League and the Junior Battle of Glory on November 13th at Korokan Hall in Tokyo in front of 794 fans. Paul? Kono, bigger draw than Kaido <laughs> Kiyomiya. Yeah, and what makes this even worse that actually what considers to be a disappointing number for All Japan. Well, you know what they drew uh, last year to the opening night of the Tag League? Uh, no. 520. Oof. Well, but that was with a lot more like capacity restrictions, right? Yeah, and I think they were in the middle of another, like, surge. Yeah. So, but but still, yes, uh, Kono is a confirmed a bigger draw than uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. Just like yeah. Atsuki Aoyagi is also a bigger draw than Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, Vamo Star should consider running the Budokan. What, did Vamo start Roma as well? No, no, but I'm just saying, Kono is the draw, he runs Vamo's Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, definitely, like, Suvama and Kono put them, oh, God, top on Budokan, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, it was, I guess, dark match that happened, uh, like, 10, 15 minutes before the actual show started, Izanagi, Black Mansure and Oji Shiba defeated Takao Mori, Yoshitatsu, and Tajiri in three minutes mm -hmm. and 31 seconds, when Izanagi pinned Yoshitatsu with a small package which would set up a uh all asia tag set up an upcoming all asia tag title challenge from izanagi and black mensa ray um i mean it was a three and a half minute match but i thought it was sort of fun uh with uh izanagi getting the win mm -hmm. yeah i mean it was three minutes long so not really any time for anything to develop here but i mean it was just supposed to be the opener anyway yeah. So the first official match of the show in the Junior Battle of Glory, Dan Tamara defeated uh, Rio Inoue in five minutes and 32 seconds with the Dan Lock. And Paul, I don't know if you saw, I think it might have been, it was some somewhat recently that uh, Rio Inoue uh, went to uh, Toshiaki Kawada's uh, ramen uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you notice uh, what uh, visiting the ramen restaurant has done to him now? He definitely developed a lot of a meaner attitude. Yeah, he's got the kick pads, a bunch of new kicks, 
And so uh, I actually didn't expect this, but uh, he's doing well. Yeah, so it kind of came really... out of nowhere because he also attacked uh, Omori at the, at the press conference. Oh, that's right. Yes. So, so uh, I think he's... I Would we say that he's now out of his young boy stage or is he just like at the end of it? Basically, He's still going to be taking falls for a while. Yeah, but it's definitely like it's clear what kind of character he's going to go for now. Yeah, I feel like he sort of dealt more of a character faster than like Dan and Atsuki did. I mean, arguably Dan still doesn't have a character. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to defend our Dan the man uh, when we get to the next show here. Um, but, uh, you know, this is pretty straightforward and... Uh, I thought it was fine, and Tamara wins, so gets mm-hmm. on the board. I'm not sure if Inoue is going to get any points if he can't beat no, Dan Tamara. I've, no, no, yeah, I think he's going to – I think he's very much going to be the last post for the tournament, probably going to finish with zero points. Maybe but a draw. I could, yeah, I could, but I could see him, like, like next year, I think, is kind of when he stops being a young boy. Yeah. In the next match in the Junior Battle of Glory, Rising Hayato defeated Hokuto Omori in six minutes and eight seconds with a ma- with a move called the Sid Vicious, which is a really cool name for that. <laughs> now, do you think he's referencing the Sex Pistol or uh, the Sid that we all know and love? I think he's referencing the Sex Pistol. I think because I because again, like if it was like referencing the wrestler, then he, it would be a, it had to be a power bomb, right? Of course. You're very true. Very true. Yeah. I never thought of that, actually. Yes, of <laughs> course, it has to be a powerbomb. It's really um, the only move he had. He was yeah. really good at it, but it was also the only move he had. Uh, I thought this was really good, uh, although it was a little short. Well, I mean, all the matches are short, but you could have mm-hmm. you could have taken this to nine minutes, I think, mm-hmm. and it would have been even better. Mm-hmm. No, I actually also really like this one. Also, I actually think that some of these Battle of Junior Battle of Glory matches could go a little bit longer yeah like I, I do like the kind of quick in and out but i mean they've all been good so far so that's why oh for sure they definitely could but they deserve more time let's put it that way yeah you could probably push they could have pushed it to 15 but anyway mm-hmm. um next up in the junior battle glory hikaru sato defeated atsuki aoyagi in a nine minutes and 54 seconds with the wakagatame or fujiwara armbar uh, this rocked. <laughs> yeah, this was great. This is awesome, and it's exactly well. Like think of a match like Sato the Shooter versus Aoyagi the High Flyer, and um, you know, I mean, it was like Sato going after the arm like he often does, and then like he won with six seconds, and they teased <laughs> Aoyagi escaping and everything, but uh, he couldn't last. Yeah, I, also, I really love the finish to this as well. Where, like, yeah, like Atsuki is just so super close to the rope, like he can. He like can almost touch them, and then Sato just wrenches him back, him wrenches him onto the ground, and just taps him out. Like that was a great finish to it as well. And yeah, I mean Sato can like Sato is still one of the best guys in the junior division, but like he's no longer like the only good guy, kind of, uh, good guy in the division. And I think this really again showed it because Aoyagi was just able to keep up with him like all the way. Yeah, and uh, I liked because like you know when they te- basically in most times you do a tournament match like this and you tease this you end up just going to the time limit draw so yeah. i like how they actually just had a, an actual finish so yeah i think great. like it was great that they kind of subverted that as well because i was watching it and i was like expecting it to actually go to a draw when they were doing all of those teases but then i was yeah. even more like surprised when sato just said no fuck this and just finished them off with six seconds left right and then we go to our first match of the real world tag league 
Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi defeated Jun Saito, Saito and Rei Saito in 8 minutes and 59 seconds uh, by disqualification because Taru <laughs> threw powder, <laughs> of course. Yes, uh, of course. I thought this got off to a rocky start, uh, but then when like Doi and Arashi went on uh, offense, I thought it was starting to get kind of good, mm-hmm. but then, you know, Taru just threw the powder. Yeah. yeah. Not so great a match, all in all, I think, in the in grand scheme of things, apart from, like, maybe two good minutes before the DQ. Yeah, uh, I almost feel this match went too long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if that was just going to be the finish anyway, I don't know, he could have just done this in, like, five minutes or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, not really all that much to it, and yeah, I'm kind of afraid that this is basically what uh, Saito's matches are going to be in this tournament. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about another one in a minute that I thought was a, uh, a little better. Um, next up in the real world tag league, Yuji Nagata and Yuma Anzai defeated Shotaro Ishino and Ryuki Honda, Gungnir of Anarchy, in 12 minutes and 47 seconds when uh, Nagata used the Nagata Lock 54 on Honda, which is basically like like a Nagata Lock 2 with a choke sleeper. Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, I thought this was pretty darn good uh and then at one point honda like cut open his hand actually kind of pretty bad and there was blood everywhere but i thought that sort of added to the match and there's like blood all over nagata and uh honda and nagata really had some great exchanges towards the end and it's kind of huge that like anzai's on the winning team of like the former beating former tag team champions too yeah uh and i think as always accidental blood helps a match yeah. So I thought that's what. But I'm, it's so I'm, weird to like have accidental blood, especially that much from someone's hand. Yes. <laughs> I'm really curious what happened. I feel like I don't know. Split off like a. Nail I feel like or something he hit like the that. rope or something, and then he started bleeding. That's what I mean. But that that means like I don't know. He had to pro- had to like split a nail or something, because otherwise you Maybe. don't just start bleeding that much from your hand. Yeah. Unless you like actually like tear something off, which you very yeah. Really it would can. have to be a really deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be it that like a nail got caught and a rope or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought otherwise, yeah, this was really good. And again, it just kind of shows what they think of Anzai, that he's here and he's not just like the guy taking the, like he is obviously the guy that every time they lose, he's going to take the fall. But this very clearly isn't a team that is just going to go winless. So, which no. would, which generally would be the team with the young boys, the team that goes winless. But because I don't Nagata think... is a legend, and because I think they have high expectations for Anzai, they've already given them a win. I actually think they're only going to get four points, but that's still oh, yeah. pretty big for uh, these guys. Exactly. Like, like I said, realistically, generally, this, these kinds of teams get like two points or like zero points max. Yeah. Whereas they start off with two points already. Like, even if they generally get points, it's like, I don't know, right at the end as an upset and not like they get the win on the first night of the tournament at Corrigan Hall. Yeah, so I think sure. that just really kind of like shows that we're dealing kind of with a special situation. Yeah. Next up in the real world tag league, Shuji Ishikawa and Cyrus defeated Jake Lee and Yuma Aoyagi when uh, Ishikawa pinned Aoyagi with a sort of like powerbomb chokeslam combo from Cyrus and Ishikawa. I got to say, I kind of like this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not high art. It's like a three-star match. But I thought Ishikawa and Cyrus played their roles well. And Lee and Aoyagi took all the offense and everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a kind of a very classical tag match in a way, where you just had like the big monsters kind of dominate the match, and then the, I guess technically small. It's always weird to call Jake smaller because he's really tall. Yeah. Uh, and Yuma is also a pretty big boy, uh, yeah. just not as big as like Ishikawa and Cyrus. Uh, so, but again, like them kind of trying to like find an opening and trying to like mount a comeback, but then ultimately like the big guys are just too much and they just beat them. Yeah, as we mentioned, like it's nothing like that. It's going to make like a match of the year list or anything like that, but I thought it was a very enjoyable match overall. Mm-hmm. And then and next up uh, in the real world tag league, uh, Suwama and Kono defeated Kento Miyahara and Takuya Nomura in 16 minutes and 43 seconds with a backdrop from Suwama on Miyahara. There were, okay, first of all, I got to say, there was no cheating from Voodoo Murders in this match. And <laughs> as a result, it was actually a good little tag match. And I even yeah. thought Kono looked good. Yeah, I was really surprised by this because especially after the... Uh, after the Saito's match, I was be, I was like, oh god, what are they gonna do here? Uh, like, is Tower gonna come out with more powder? Are they gonna tease the DQ again? Like, are we just, yeah, what are they gonna do here? And then they just didn't do anything, any of that, and it was really just a straight up tag match. So, um, yeah, Suwama getting the pin over Miyahara is interesting. And I don't think Miyahara and, and Nomura are winning. So, Paul, do you think that Miyahara is going to be taking more falls in this tournament, or do you think Nomura will take one or two? I would actually kind of expect him, like, whatever falls they do, I would kind of expect him to split them somewhat. Um, I mean, the thing also is with Takuya Nomura is that he's currently also, like, this isn't the only tag league that he's involved in. Yeah, <laughs> Big Japan has their tag league yeah. going on too. Yeah. So or is it a like, tournament? No, yeah, they have a tag league going on. Like, it's him, it's Astronauts is right. in that tournament. So him and Abe. Um, so, I mean, what I'm curious about is, like, does that mean Suvama's getting another triple crown shot at some point because he pinned Miyahara? Maybe. Maybe in, like, February or the end of January because there's two Corican Halls in, in January. Or, well, there's three Corican Hall shows, the the traditional second and third, and then another one in, like, the 25th or 6th or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's very possible. Um, I mean, look, Miyahara said he wants to defend the Triple Crown 39 times. Yes, he did. And uh, I love Kento Miyahara, but I think I'm going to stop watching if he actually gets to 39 defenses. Yeah. And uh, afterwards on social media, of course, because Kento and Takuya are the odd couple that can't get along. They slap, they now slap each other in the face to pa- before their matches to sort of <laughs> get each other in the zone. Uh, Kento was very apologetic to Nomura on social media after the match for the loss. So the the team is holding together for now. Yeah, Can barely by a fist. Yeah. And so that was the first show. Um, I I don't know. Like, I guess my expectations, especially with that main event, were sort of low. So I sort mm-hmm. of enjoyed the show overall. Yeah, same. I, because I also thought there wasn't anything bad on the show either. No. Like I think really kind of, well, the Saito's match, really, I guess. Yeah. 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 But really, aside from that, like, I think every other match was enjoyable. Like, nothing really, like, overstayed its welcome either. Like, every match was, like, pretty quick in and out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was an overall enjoyable show. Like, it's not going to make my show of the year list, but uh, I also cannot say that, like, I didn't enjoy myself. And 
I think if people just want like a good wrestling show that they can enjoy, I think they can definitely do worse than this one. No, well, I think we'll talk about uh, this next show because I think maybe if you're looking for something, watch this one because it's got cheering. Oh, yes, yes, watch this because we need more Shinkiba shows because Shinkiba first rank currently has like the best atmosphere in wrestling because yeah, it's just because I, because I think because it is a smaller venue and I think because all of the people that actually want to do cheering go to Shinkiba. So definitely. So we go to uh, November sixteenth. At Shinkiba first ring, 269 fans. Uh, that's on a Wednesday night show. That's down from like 300. That was on uh, the Sunday, hmm. the 30th show. So eh, not bad, I would guess. Um, maybe 300 is their limit. Because haven't they... I've seen, well, people claim, what, 350, 400 in there at times? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at the setup, and it is really not that different from the normal setup. Mm-hmm. Like, I think really because... The setup on the stage looks the same, and then obviously the bleachers seem to be pretty full, although you rarely see them in Shinkiba. Yeah. Um, and really, the only difference I see is kind of on the side of the ring, there appear to be only one row of chairs, whereas normally you can put like two to three rows of chairs mm-hmm. uh, on the sides of the ring. So really, I think that's about the only difference. All right. Yeah. So we go to the first match. In what could have basically been an All Japan 50th anniversary offer match, really. <laughs> uh, Takao Mori defeated Masao Inoue in 8 minutes and 10 seconds with an axe bomber. Paul, I couldn't look away because, you know, I this, this had was charming, but this also moved at a, sna- a glacial pace. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely, I mean, as I said, Mori can still go, but not if he's in there with someone like Inoue. <laughs> no. Like, no. that's just gonna, like, because again, Mori can still go, but he's definitely not as, like, quickness is definitely not a strong suit at this point. No. And then someone like Inoue is even slower, is just gonna, like, just accentuate that even more. The, uh, the big high spot in this match was them slapping each other's bellies. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think that that's a power move as, like, the resident dads, I guess. I guess, yeah, for sure. Um, the next, uh, well, to be fair, Omori's belly's uh, not uh, Inoue's. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, in pretty decent shape for a yeah. 53-year-old. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. He just has, like, the belly of a 53-year-old that is in shape. But he is yeah. in shape rather than Inoue, who is, yeah, who looks his age. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, uh, for the All-Asia Tag Team Championship, Yoshitatsu and Tajiri make their V1 defense against Izanagi and Black Menso Ray in 9 minutes and 37 seconds. When uh, isn't or sorry, Yoshitatsu pinned Izanagi with a cockroach driver 20, 2022, which is, like which a is also an amazing name for a move. Yeah, I will give him credit for that. It's a, it's a Michinoku driver, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I kind of like this match, and I thought the interactions between Yoshitatsu and Izanagi towards the end with like Izanagi trying to go for roll ups, teasing the finish from the previous show was good. I mean, this is a perfectly acceptable like second match on the card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Izanagi is like the perfect guy for this kind of like all Asia tag team division. Uh, because I think he can always kind of like pull out something like this. And it's probably like the best match Yoshitatsu has had in like quite a while as well. <laughs> so Basically. Not that a hard, definitely helped. high bar to cross. Yes, uh, no, I had definitely not a high bar to cross. But it was just kind of inoffensive and I thought it was also kind of a nice kind of down card match, basically, which. 
I mean, if this is just kind of what we're going to get from Yoshitatsu and Tajiri, then I guess it's kind of good that they're kind of like warded off into like, it's kind of a rebirth of the Yoshitatsu verse in a way where he's just kind of warded off into like his own match on the card, basically. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, Yusuke Kodama and Masao Hanabata, the former Sego Tachibana, came out to challenge. And that match will happen on uh, November 27th. So, uh, I don't know. Could you rule out a title change? No, because it's the all-Asia titles. Like, I think yeah. I don't think you can ever really rule out the title change. No. Um, because I feel like, I don't know, I mean, uh, Gungnir's getting some big reactions. Mm-hmm. You might want to belt up, uh, belt them up. Yeah. Especially after what happened in the main event. Yeah. Um, and then next up, uh, in the Junior Battle of Glory, Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Ryo uh, Ryo Inoue in five minutes and 29 seconds of the Firebird Splash. Uh, Inoue showing off his kicks once again. This was great. Uh, but then, like, it seemed like uh, Atsuki just hit the Firebird Splash out of nowhere and <laughs> got the win, right? I, this, I thought this was shaping up to be really good. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. another two, three minutes would have been great. Yes. Yeah. I think, th- I think this one really, like, was the one where it was, like, the most notable that they just didn't really get enough time. But I also like that they actually like used that the time that they did get to actually sh- like showcase Inoue's development, because it could have because I mean Aoyagi is the champion, so they very easily just could have had like Aoyagi dominate the match for five minutes and then just put Inoue away, but they didn't do that. Like instead, they kind of like showed what Inoue can do, and then Atsuki just still got like kind of a definitive quick win. Uh, so I did like what they did with the time, but I also agree that they deserved a bit more time on this match. Yeah. And uh, next up in the Junior Battle of Glory, Dan Tamara, now at four big four points leading, he defeated Hikaru Sato in nine minutes and five seconds, the Death Valley Bomb. Uh, the biggest upset, I'd say, in either tournament yes. so far. And um, the biggest win of Dan's career, absolutely no question, Mm-hmm. And I'm pa- singles win. S- singles win. And Paul, is this the best singles match of Dan's career? I would say so. I mean, I uh, thought this was awesome. Well, yeah. 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 Not, like, I, I never would have expected him to win here either. Like, uh, no. Like, I really, like, if you had asked me how this match ends, and, like, if you had put a gun to my head and, like, forced me to say how the match ends, I probably would have died because I would have just, like, gone for all the different ways Sato could have won the match before I would have picked Dan to win, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, it was like the ending was fairly simple. They're doing the wobble. They're each wobbling around, throwing elbows at each other. And then Dan, like, sort of powers up, hits two lariats, and then the Death Valley bomb. But Sato had been, like, working over – Sato controlled most of this match, but then, like, Mm -hmm. Dan would fight back with lariats and and shoulder blocks and everything. But I just all thought it it worked together. Um, Now, do you think this is Sato, or do you think Dan's starting to improve his game even more? I think Dan is kind of starting to improve because like, I think he's showing a little bit more confidence in everything now. Yeah. I think he is kind of starting to go a lot more into kind of like being a bit more of a power junior. Yeah. Because he was, I think he was kind of focusing very heavily kind of on his technical game previously rather than kind of use the fact that he has like a relatively large frame. And now that he's actually using, making more use of that, I think it actually has really helped this game as well. Yeah. 
Definitely. And then so we move on to non-tournament match. Uh, Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi, and Hokuto Omori defeated Kento Miyahara, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba in 13 minutes and 31 seconds uh, when uh, Yuma got the endgame submission on Shiba. Uh, this was awesome on, like, multiple levels, I'd say. Uh, just, like, all action. There's some pretty wild crowd brawling in this, too. Um, and then at one point, Jake and Yuma put... Kento and Hayato in the Paradise Lock. Uh, I wonder if that's a tease about... Oh, crap. We forgot to talk about the announcements. So we'll get to that after. Yeah. Uh, that just reminded me when I said Paradise Lock. So we'll get to that after that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean... Uh, oh, and the Atomic Drop is still uh, being used by Jake, uh, torturing people's uh, butts yeah. and everything I like mean that. Yuma's also using it. So. Yeah, and Yuma used it too. So it was just a lot of fun. Like, like the, the humor wasn't like dragging down the match, but it got the crowd engaged. Obviously, everybody's hugely over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just really, I'd say, the best match on the show, probably. Yeah, I would say that. I, f I think yeah, I liked sure. it Absolutely. a bit more than Dan versus Sato. Yeah. Um, and I would also say, like, I was surprised how over Jake was. Yeah, so was he I. He was super fucking over in this match. Uh, like, everyone really kind of was. Uh, so. I mean, even Shiba got a few chants at yeah. one point. Well, to be fair, I liked it when, like, Kento's theme starts and everyone, like, starts chanting and then Shiba comes out first. And I think there was, like, one, cro one person in the crowd that then just li really loudly started screaming Shiba. <laughs> That's and also, funny. how tiny... He looks tiny compared to the rest of them. Like, I think that was really brings across how big like the average wrestler in all japan is even the juniors are yeah. bigger than other junior companies juniors even yeah hayato and omori were just towering over oj shiba basically yeah like they were like which again makes sense like like shiba was a dragon gate guy who are on average like a lot smaller than like and i think he was also a smaller guy even by dragon gate standards as well mm -hmm. So it just makes sense. But yeah, I, f I thought that was just like really like when all of them were like in the ring, I was like looking around and it's like Shiba and he just looks like so much smaller. But I think he still fits in really well with the promotion. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, this, this was just a ton of fun. Just like great like filler, like in the middle of the card, just put like all of like the most over people basically in the company in there and just have them kind of go wild for 13 minutes. Yeah. I thought, yeah, this was just a ton of fun. And then next up in the Real World Tag League, uh, Shuji Ishikawa and Cyrus defeated, or sorry, double count out against Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi. Um, I thought this was, again, kind of fun. I thought the double count out part was very flat. But, yeah. like, seeing, like, uh, Kuma put Cyrus in a... Uh, Argentine backbreaker was actually quite impressive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if he was only up there for a few seconds. Yeah. And after he kind of screwed it up the first time as well. But like yeah. the fact that he even got him up the second time is just even more impressive. Because yeah. Cyrus is a big, big boy. Like I think that just kind of shows off. Like I always love these kind of feats of strength from Kumar Rashi because he is genuinely really strong. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, I could see a lot of people not liking this, but I thought it was fine up until the finish. Uh, I thought, I thought Kumadori actually worked kind of 
pretty hard in this to sort of mm -hmm. make something of it. Yeah, no, uh, I thought overall this was pretty decent match, but yeah, I, the finish kind of left like a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, because like, well, like, I think it might have been partially the camera angles because it was just like Cyrus clubbing one of them. I can't remember if it was Doi yeah. or Kuma, but and then it's just like oh, the time. Uh, Could you even really hear you the ref like because I don't even remember if I really even heard the ref counting. No, I didn't. Like and then it was just like all of a sudden just the bell rings and it's a double count out. Yeah, I I mean the one thing the one saving grace though was kind of Cyrus's reaction to it, where he yeah. basically threatened to kill the ref. <laughs> and he power bombed uh, Kuma on the apron. Yeah. So that was like the one saving grace of the finish, but like otherwise, yeah, decent match with a bad finish. Next up uh, in the real world tag league, uh, uh, Jun Saito and Race Saito defeated Yuji Nagata and Yuma Anzai in 12 minutes and five seconds with the diving body press from Ray on Anzai. I thought this was way better performance from the Saitos. Um, than the, the the previous show and as far as i think i think this is the second best match that the setos have had since the return with the best being the the tag title match at korokin against uh Gungnir of anarchy i don't know paul what do you feel about that um yeah i would generally agree with that still don't think it was like really like a blow away or anything like that but it was a very solid performance and also it was miles better than like what the first match was during the tournament, yeah. which, to be fair, isn't hard. That's <laughs> a low bar to clear. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, they were in there with Yuji Nagata, I think, who just kind of, like, knows how to kind of direct guys like these to Well, have, like, I thought Anzai worked well against them, too. Yeah. No, Anzai sold well for them as well, so mm -hmm. I thought that helped. So, because they had someone to like beat up on, and they had like Yuji Nagata kind of like directing traffic in there. So, in a way, in a way Nagata and Enzai were like carrying the match. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, the Saitos didn't like get in the way or anything like that. So, but they, they, they carried their part of the match well. But I'm, I'm wondering if this might be like the high point for them in the tournament. Eh, maybe we'll see. Um, no, because they're against some other teams that are good yeah but i'm kind of like, afraid that like the other matches might have more cheating than this one that's but. true that's true that's a very good point and then next up in the main event shotaro ashino and ryuki honda defeat suwama and kono in 15 minutes and 54 seconds with the ankle lock uh from ashino on suwama paul this is ashino's first direct victory <laughs> over suwama in uh, over two years in the company yeah. i really didn't expect it i was like okay i'm I was like, probably like Gungir of Anarchy is going to win, but I was like, ah, it's going to be like a Shino tapping off. Okay, okay. Kono this, or was, this was miles better than their tag title match, even though yes. this still had interference. Yes. Like the Saito brothers, oh, I forgot to say, this blended in from the last match, like an ECW yes, match. Yes, I was yeah, Because yeah. there was a beatdown <laughs> after the match, and then like uh, Ashino and Honda ran out, and then Suwam and Kono ran out and they just sort of started wrestling the match and everything like that. It also happened super quickly because I remember because the site was won and then that meant it was, it was uh, muted on AllJapan.tv. Right. And I remember like after the site was won, I like just briefly like looked down on my phone and then all of a sudden I hear like a bell ring and I look up and uh, Suvama and Ashino are in the ring and I'm like, what is, wait, what happened here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 
Paul, we might have to add Dream Warriors to the uh, intro to this uh, podcast. We might, have, we might, maybe, maybe for like because we're like, I mean, it's November now. What I might want to suggest is maybe that we do like a redo of the uh, theme rotation for like the one year anniversary. Yeah, we'll see. Well, some people will be retiring. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. Like we, we can probably like kick out like Nasava and. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 maybe we'll hold on to Nasawa for a, a month or two just to see what happens. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. even less, I'm even less, yeah, I'm far less confident. I know people are, are saying, Mudo, is he really retiring? Well, I'm far less confident in Nasawa actually retiring as well. I mean, look, worst case scenario, we'll just put in the Black Tiger 7 theme. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Saito's got in the ring. There's a couple of ref bumps, but I mean, I think. The crowd heat, the crowd reactions helped this. The crowd was hot as hell for yeah. this, right? And it's just like, man, you like you got to do, like, I don't know. I just feel like if Ashino and Honda get the win here, do you think what are the chances of winning the tournament and then beating Suam and Kono again? I think pretty decent that they're gonna win. Um, and I, I also really didn't and I was I was here. predicting Ashino and Honda for this tournament, but I figured they were gonna lose here again. Uh, yeah, but I feel like if you want them to retain like some sort of credibility, like yeah, that's then true too. They need to win, and I kind of really had the feeling that like after the interference started, that they were actually going to win, uh, simply because like it just made perfect sense that like they basically did like a repeat of what happened in the tag title match. Only yeah. this time, they're actually going to be able to reverse it and actually get the win, and that right. way like create more intrigue for like the eventual title match down the road. Like for me now, right. this so is in the a third lot more match, likely that they're going to win now. I think also this sets up in the third match just not doing interference. Yeah. Because now they've overcome interference so now there's really no point for them to like do it again and then they yeah. just have a straight up uh, Yeah. Because when, when Ashino and Honda survive that interference, the mm-hmm. crowd just like went nuclear, right? Like they got something yeah. here with these guys. Right? Yes. Mm. No, definitely. They're super over. And I mean, it also showed, like, for example, like the match where like Suvama and Kono just wrestled a straightforward match, they won. Whereas in the one yeah. where they did loads of interference, they lost. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so a couple of announcements, and we'll get to the ones that I missed uh, that were announced on the other Korokan show. So the World Tag titles and the Junior title will be defended on January 2nd at Korokan, and the Triple Crown match on January 3rd. Uh, uh, so, Paul, uh, my prediction that one of uh, Shuji Ishikawa's exes was uh, Unagi Sayaka was uh, very wrong, but uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, I didn't see this one coming. But I am just completely elated that it was uh, this team team two hundred kilograms. Chihiro Hashimoto and you are Shuji's mystery partners to take on Suwama, Mayumi Ozaka, and Maya Yukihi. Uh, I think. This means I think this match will be pretty damn good. Yes, like that's about the like ideal people you could have gotten for that. To be quite honest, like especially to she- team with Shuji Ishikawa as well, because that's like three big people that are just gonna be like breaking shit. Like, be I honestly think they should make this a no DQ match. Yeah, I mean because they're definitely gonna have a police running. Because you all, know, yeah, police running, and if there's gonna be cheating, if it's not a no DQ match anyway. Yeah. Right. Like Ozaki's gonna get the chain, and, you know. So, Savama's so yeah. gonna throw powder. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
But uh, so I think that will be great. Yeah, I think the other important question, though, is, is Ishikawa going to be able to make weight? Uh, well, he's vowing to get down to 100 kilograms to be <laughs> team 300 kilograms. And I, I don't think he's going to by, uh, no. he's got, what, five weeks? Yeah. Because <laughs> the show is on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The All Japan website has him at like 130 kilograms. So it's like so 280 I, pounds or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't think he's going to be able to like lose 30 kilograms no. in like a month. <laughs> If so, that that's gonna be really unhealthy too. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like. Oh, I mean, he got himself in an incredible shape, but he never got yeah. that. He no. never like got that uh, low on weight. He's gonna um, look like he's gonna look like fucking Walter and WWE oh actually meant just <laughs> to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is for sure. So that's a really great announcement that I'm excited for. But wait, Paul, there's more. Then we got the announcement that Kaz Hayashi and Naoya Nomura were announced on the show. But there's even more after that because <laughs> this is basically now like a New Japan show because listen to this. Yuji Nagata, obviously. Toru Yano again. Ryohei Oiwa. Yuto Nakashima. Kosei Fujita. Now, we've all seen them in All Japan recently, but here's a real big some blast from the past because these are all former All Japan wrestlers. Taichi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Sanada, and Bushi. Yeah. This is, so this, this is, is. I wonder if they did that all Paradise of the old, Lock spot guys that went to New yeah. Japan. I wonder if they did that uh, Paradise Lock spot as sort of uh, building up to Sonata and Bushi. Yeah, I, c- I could see. Oh God, if we're gonna get Jake Lee versus Sonata, that's the, <laughs> that's the anti-fire match, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, they could form a tag team and be Team No Charisma. I'm actually not opposed to that. Maybe that finally gets Jake booked in uh, New Japan. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know what they're going to be doing, but um, I mean, I mean that's a pretty good lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm especially really looking forward to Tai Chi. Oh, for sure. Back. Does this begin the Tai Chi that tai was chi. in all Japan is a completely different person to the Tai Chi now. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to see Kanemaru. I hope they put him yeah. against like Sato or something because they've tussled in the past. But it's oh, been yeah, a long that time. Should be really... But to be fair, I also kind of want to see him against, like, Atsuki. Yeah. Just because it's probably going to be, like, your own chance to even do that. Yeah, for sure. And, Paul, on December 25th at Corrigan Hall, does the Tai Chi race to the Triple Crown begin? I mean, maybe. Look, if you could convince New Japan to let him do the job, I really think Kento and Tai Chi could do a nice number in Corrigan and mm-hmm. be an awesome match. You know what actually also would be an option? If New Japan is willing to play ball, uh, Tai Chi wins. Oh, and he, dro- <laughs> he drops it to Yuma. Because they have that yes, history yes, from the uh, Super J Cup. That's very true. Um, now, that's the interesting question is, though, does that, is that, f- does fulfilling that coming full circle mean more than Yuma beating Kento, though? <sighs> I'm not sure, <laughs> to be honest. Because <laughs> there's plenty of history between Kento and Yuma that has been developed subsequently, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, of course, the Tai Chi and Yuma stuff is great whenever they do uh, are in the ring together. But I just feel like it's probably better to have Yuma beat Kento. Mm-hmm. Unless maybe Tai Chi kind of sticks around for a little bit longer and maybe even does like the Champion Carnival or anything like that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. 
But I think definitely, I the, the, like, that's the person I, I'm most Tai Chi still, still feels at a level above the dads that he's yeah. not been completely cycled out. So it's, it's going to be your Nagata that's going to be the regulars. Yeah. And that sort of thing. But it's same with Kojima and Noah. So that's um, all Japan. So um, you still, like, I can't remember what your prediction. My prediction was uh, Ashino and Honda winning, and I'm still relatively confident of that. Uh, what about you, Paul? Who's mine, was, the- mine was Yuma and Jake, but I think I'm also flipping it to Ashino and Honda now after they beat Suwama and Kono, especially like Yuma the and Jake are having good matches and I expect them to have good matches but I just don't feel they have that team chemistry no no they don't like this and feels I, more like just like both of them are in a holding pattern rather than yeah. them actually wanting to develop this into a proper team well I mean I would hope like see the way that the all Japan calendar goes is like once you start getting late into the year things do go into a holding pattern because you got to get through yeah. to the tag league and they pick up again um, in the new year which has been generally the case for the last several years remember like mm. even before the pandemic you had the, like the whole kento and yuma angle with the uh famous german suplex heard around the world mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that so i'm thinking that yuma ideally and hopefully that they're putting yuma in a new direction in january yeah i i could definitely say that uh, so but yeah i just on like just from the vibes I'm getting from that Drake and Yuma team, like they don't feel like they're really gonna be like staying together beyond this tournament, and I don't think they're gonna win anymore. So oh. I'm also thinking now that Gangyo of Anarchy is winning. Yeah, Paul, we've we, we've got to talk about uh, some of Jake's new fashion choices here. You mean design need to tribal chief? Uh, yes. Uh, so well, someone pointed out Tekken of like uh, was it um, Jin uh, Kazama? Was mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah, Jin Kazama from Tekken. Yeah, yeah. that's actually also yeah. the other thing I saw. I, thought I, I haven't. Saw the I haven't. I haven't played Tekken in a long time. I used to play a lot of Tekken. Uh, can you guess who my favorite Tekken character was? Uh, is it Paul? No. Is it King? Armor King. Oh, King. Okay. It was King. just yeah. regular King. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Tekken Three was the first uh, Tekken I ever played. Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, thank God in that case that it wasn't Yoshimitsu because I remember being absolutely driven insane by people playing Yoshimitsu. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I people pointed out the Tekken thing, but I just got like because like it's like more pronounced fingerless glove on on the right hand, and it just had like pure Roman Reigns vibes. Like you got to acknowledge him. Yeah, got to acknowledge Drake Lee. I mean, sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> as long as this doesn't result in Drake going on like a two-year title run. Yeah. Now, are you still baffled that this man is wearing those Total Eclipse tights? Uh, I thought he was going to get like new tights. It's a tournament. That's when you whip out the yeah. new year. Yeah. I think at this point, he's probably going to do it for the new year. If he still hasn't yeah. done it. So, yeah. I mean, I guess he had, you know, you know where Jake's priorities lie. It's like getting new gloves rather than getting new tights. So, yeah, I guess he had to pick <laughs> either. So, he picked the new gloves. Yeah. And so, we move on to Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, this one's the show was just called Global Honored Crown on October 11th at Corken Hall for a stacked show where all the titles are defended, drawing 789 fans, which is <laughs> technically their best Corken number this year, yeah. but still even behind much weaker All Japan shows. 
Yeah, I mean, not by a lie, but still losing to weaker all Japan shows. Again, they left the Kono. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I've not been as harsh on the Noah um, Korkin numbers because they're basically glorified house shows uh, with um, like an angle here and there. Like someone will come out to challenge or whatever, or maybe even turn on, like juniors will turn on each other. But, and yes, you know, obviously, like for the same kind of show, New Japan draws considerably more, but they're much larger. And you can still see them as a sort of overall indication of the sort of vitality of Noah's business. Mm-hmm. But this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I think this is this kind is of bad. indefensible. Like, you just yeah. look, like, because this isn't just that they gave them, like, a title match. Like, I think maybe this number is defensible if it's like, oh, it's just like, a junior title defense. Like if, if this, this was just like the, the only, national title. Yeah, if the only title match on this is like Dante Leon versus Ninja Mac, then like, <laughs> okay, then this number's okay. But not if it's literally every single fucking title being defended. Like that is just, like that is a, such an absurdly loaded show. And the fact that they didn't even get, they didn't even, because we were debating like last show, like it's like, do, can they draw a thousand fans? Do we, would we consider like anything below a thousand to be, a disappointment. And he didn't even get close to a thousand. He didn't even no. sniff it at all. They barely managed to get, well, they, they managed to get 89 people above the limit for a cheering show. Uh, Paul, do you think that they did title changes on the show sort of to convince people to come to Corican next time? I guess. Some but, of them. Because there were loads of them, like a lot more but than I expected. We'll talk about some of the other title changes for other reasons. Some I of suspect. them are baffling. But that junior tag, I think, was like, well, just to do it to show you could happen it can yeah. happen um it's so also the one i mind the least <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that i don't really like half of the new champions yeah uh next up uh yoshiki inamura and kai fujimara defeated yasutaka yana and taishi ozawa with a shoulder tackle but this is an inamura shoulder tackle mind you uh on ozawa uh fun i thought this mm-hmm. was a good opener yeah and for the only non-title match so we move on into um, GHC Junior Tag Team Title. Shuji Kondo and Hajime Ohara defeated Atsushi Kitoge and Seki Yoshioka in 20 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow, I didn't realize it even went that long. Uh, when uh, uh, Ohara used the Moe Bien on Yoshioka, um, the champions failed in their V2 defense. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Kitoge and Yoshioka are great. This match was oh. good, not like super high level or anything, but it certainly a nice little junior action for 20 minutes. Uh, but I just don't understand the change other than like to say you could do it yeah. in Corican to be like, Oh, titles can change in Corican. Yeah. That's all I got out of it. Yeah. Pretty much. Like I also would have preferred if Kotoga and Yoshioka had kept the titles. Like I said, this is the title change. I mind the least still not a big fan of it, but again, it's the junior tag titles. So it's like, yeah, okay. I can kind of see where like, Right. Always play a bit more hot potato with it. Uh, but I just hope, like, and that also is, like, basically where I'm, like, I don't think Kondo and O'Hara are going to hold those belts for very long. No. So, uh, yeah. But I also would have liked Kotoga and Yoshioka to carry them for a little bit longer. But again, yeah, if you want to create some intrigue and get people to come to current controls, I think this makes, like, sense to do a title change here. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Otherwise, we'll talk about whatever. And yet another title change for the GHC Junior Heavyweight title. Dante Leon defeats Ninja Mac in 12 minutes and 49 seconds with the Inferno. Ninja, like, has no success. To the Inferno with no, to no reaction. To no reaction. Uh, this match technically went longer than 1249 because Dante 
uh, jumped Ninja Mac and they brawled in the crowd and dived off stuff before they even got in the ring to start the match, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually not a bad way to start. Um, I thought this was fine, like three stars, three and a quarter, but it was like very, you know, North American indie-rific. So yeah. your mileage may vary on that, right? But still, I didn't like the result. However, Paul, uh, Leon is booked on Noah's show's coming up but Mac's not so I wonder if Mac had to go back to the states which also makes me wonder if Hayata was actually supposed to win yeah I think now I feel like Hayata was actually actually supposed to win that and that's why they did the quakey title change here because like it just doesn't make sense otherwise why the fuck are you going to put the title on Dante Leon yeah wait so this match was not announced going into the show when Mac was facing Hayata though right no, yeah, it was not yet announced, yeah. So you could have put someone else in this match to beat Mac, Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting, too, I suppose. I guess they really right? like Dante Leon for like who, whatever well, who the else fucking is, reason. Who would have been right? free? Yohei? Yoshinari Ogawa? Yeah. Um, um, Chris Ridgway. Is Ridgway back in the UK, I, I guess? I don't think Ridgway's in... Is, wait, let me just see if he's on the upcoming big show. I don't think he is. No, he's not. So he's. I don't think he's in Japan. Yeah. I mean, you would have. Uh, well, I mean, if you if you want to put it on like someone new, like you could have put it on someone like uh, Alejandro. Yep. Yes. Yes. That would have been good. That would have been. That would have been like a fun new idea. Yep. Uh, for sure. Could have put it on. Look through who else would be there on the roster. Uh, I mean, if you want to do a foreigner, I don't know, like Extreme Tiger, if he's sticking around for a little bit longer. Like, I'm not a big fan of his, but like, I think he's better than Dante Leon. Yeah, for sure. They seem to like him. Yeah. Ata. Yeah. So, yeah, the choices were more than just Dante Leon, yeah. I have to say. Uh, so uh, we'll see where this goes because he doesn't have another defense announced yet. I don't think. No, I just got the card. Yeah. So is he gonna hold it until anyway. Budokan? <laughs> I wonder. Or maybe he's just holding it and then Mac comes back and beats him. Or he's holding it until Hayata is healthy again. <laughs> That's also very possible. Next up, we had a GTC a tag team championship. Uh, Takashi Sugera and Satoshi Kojima defeat Mohamed Yone. And Ekatoshi Saito in 22:54 with referee stop. Um, Sugera beat uh, Saito with the front neck lock to make their second defense of the titles. Um, this meant a little too long, but I still like this, uh, mm-hmm. especially because like at one point Sugera and like Saito were just stiffing the shit out of each other. Right? <laughs> there was some good stuff in here. It just went a little too long. Yeah, yeah. I think could have like cut a couple of minutes off off of this, and I thought that would have been an excellent match. What we still got was still pretty good. I actually really like. The finish too, with where Segura has uh, Saito uh, in the front neck lock, and Saito is just like barely holding on, and then Yone comes in and like tries to break it up, and then Kojima just floors Yone with a lariat, and then Saito finally just collapses and passes out, and then the referee just waves it off. Like, did you see like the side like immediately after the finish? Did you see like the side of? Uh, uh, Takashi Segura, where he just had like Saito's drool all over him. Yes, yeah. That was, that was a great visual as well at the end. And yeah, otherwise, like, they did kind of the best that they could here and just 
I think making this Klingon a really stiff is kind of the best way to go for these guys. Yeah, yeah for sure. So it was an enjoyable kind of filler title defense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we had um, for the we could we let, we could have a lot to talk about this <laughs> GHC national title. Uh, Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Masakatsu Funaki in 13 minutes and three seconds with a moonsault press. Uh, Funaki finally loses his damn title after six successful sixth successful defenses, and uh, Wagner becomes the ninth champion. Yes, who uh, we all this expected was, this to go, how we all expected this title reign to go, to, that he loses it to Wagner Jr. So Hijo de Wagner Jr., sorry. This is a bit of a Stouse clash, and there wasn't really much to this match. The last couple of minutes were okay, but eh, not the greatest match. No, it was boring. Yeah. Like, it w- there was just really nothing to it. Like, it was just, it was a pro wrestling match, I think is the best way I can sum it up. Yeah. So, the shooters will only put over luchadors. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh. Well, I mean, at le- I mean, at least Funaki just laid down and actually just got pinned and didn't like kick out at the end. So no, he did not kick out three point zero one. So uh, Yoshiki Inamura comes out to challenge uh, Wagner, and uh, we'll be talking about that show in a minute. But Paul, this has Funaki not willing to lose to Inamura written yes, all over it. I immediately like got out my like tin foil hat and was just like. <laughs> This oh, is... you don't need to, it's not a tinfoil hat in this one. <laughs> yeah, this immediately was like if in like here's the thing, okay, if Inamura loses, then I guess not. But if Inamura yeah. wins, then it's incredibly obvious what is happening here. It's like, the main event of that show, I yeah. think. Yes, it is. So which seems to me like okay, we're crowning Inamura. Yeah. Which is good and great, right? I'm yeah. very excited that he will get this title, but it's just uh, You know, for for, like, for whatever, like I really didn't like the Funaki reign and everything. But you know what? If it actually had ended in like the main event of that Yogi show and he puts over like Yashiki and Amura after like a long title reign or whatever, that actually yeah. means something. Whereas now yeah. he just beats this random after this foreigner. long title reign, it doesn't mean anything. No, yeah. What was this? I don't God, know. God, he should have lost it. I would have even accepted him losing it to Sakuraba. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. yeah, actually, actually, that would have been better than you get like, you give like Sakuraba beats him with all of the history or whatever, then he defends it against Wagner here and then he loses it to Namura. Uh, although I don't know if Sakuraba can take Inamura's offense <laughs> at this point. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it would have been Inamura at his most gentlest, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, and that's just. Uh, well, I mean, it is what show. it is. As, as long as Inamura wins here, like it's like not. We'll just go from it's, there. It's, it's it's some progress for Inamura. At yes, least. it's some it's progress. Yeah, he, he holds a title that actually has some prestige. Like actually, he holds yeah. a title in the first place. Which means that they're actually giving him a push. Like, it won't be off to like an ideal start if that's how it goes, but at least it's off to a start. Yeah, watch them still book him in next year's N one as the national champion, and he gets four points. <laughs> or he just loses it to, like, Fujita immediately, or someone at Budokan. Budokan. <laughs> yeah. Um, or because the Budokan show coming up, and then there's also the Yokohama Arena show. That's the final Muta, mm-hmm. right? So there'll be chances for title matches. So GH, okay, and some a match I have don't have negative too many negative things to say about GHC heavyweight title. Kaito Kiyomiya defeats Timothy Thatcher in 37 minutes and 27 seconds with the modified Shining Wizard for his second defense of the title. Paul, this was awesome. Yes, 
That was, that was Kaito's best match since the Suzuki match, by Paul, far. Uh, is this a hot take if I say Kaito Kiyomiya might be the best technical wrestler in the world? I mean, he's hung in there with two excellent ones now, right? Like, he's really hung in there with Fetcher and Suzuki, so... And Ogawa. And Ogawa. I don't think I'm willing to commit to that just yet, but I can't see your argument for it. Yeah. I mean, this was obviously very heavily map-based. I can your, your mileage may vary going into this. I, I sort of like looked at cage match, and there's, you know, definitely... Well, I think it got a very good rating on cage match, but there's no shortage of, like like your sixes and sevens yeah. as opposed to like eights and nines, right? Look, I mean, so Fetra will all like a Fetra match will always be divisive. Like that's just yeah. how it is. There's just, there's people that like, there's people well, that 37 minutes is also decisive. Like it. Like Divi- I like or, Fetra. So that helps. Yeah. Uh, 37 minutes is also divisive. Often. Yes. Yes. I think, I think if you really don't like Fetra, if you also see it's a 37 minute match, I don't blame you if you don't want to watch that. That's fair, but, but like, they were always I doing was like, something. Yes. They were <laughs> they were always doing something. They were fighting yep. over holds. Like Thatcher and Kaido sold the arm the next day. He had it wrapped mm-hmm. in bandage and everything like that. And so you know, and it was like a steady build. Mm-hmm. Like they they were still doing like headlocks on each other at like thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, I, I think or or something like that. And just you know, just. Incredible professional wrestling, yeah. if you ask me. I, I also, I, I also like that, like compared to the Suzuki match, like it was a lot more of a back and forth because the Suzuki match was very much yes. like the whole structure of like Kaito's underneath and he's selling, because they yes. did that to start of surprise, this match. surprise. Yeah, yeah, they did that to start of this match as well, but then kind of slowly but surely Kaito actually like managed to kind of come back more and more and actually like take control of the match. Like this yeah. is actually the kind of Kaito performance I've been waiting for. Like I've been saying, like Kaito just needs to like take one of these matches and just. Takes it by the take it by the balls basically, and I think he kind of did that in a way here, where I he actually was like, like he was maybe still not mostly quite as much working by the from balls underneath. that he needs to, yeah, yeah, but, but definitely was a little different vibe than yeah. the Hideki match. Yes, like he definitely felt a lot more like not just like a guy that just like managed to like get out with the win, like he actually felt like a guy that actually was like able to stand up to Thatcher. Yeah, and. Um... Oh, I was going to say something. And the finish um, also looked a lot better. Like the modified Chinese yes, with it looked a lot better than he's done it previously. Yeah. Um, and then, well, I guess what's next for Thatcher? Do you think he'll have any direction? Or he's going to be bumping around in six-man tags? <sighs> I don't know. Like, still kind of afraid that he, that like he might get called back to WWE. Well, a, cer- a certain other uh, wrestler that's been wrestling in Japan might be headed back there. Yeah, from, uh, get out some reports. Eat shit shot for Jonah right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. I mean, but for Fatcher, I wouldn't blame him if he goes back. It's not like he had like a bad experience there. They kind of let him Thatcher's do. Fatcher's also like thirty nine. Yeah, true. You know, getting that coaching gig in in the performance center is not. Yeah, uh... and again, he, his run, like from what I've heard, was like they kind of just let him do his thing, which is surprising they for did. WWE. Well, he had he. Yeah, it was well. I think it was still Triple H running NXT at the time, yeah. so he gave him a little lee- a, a little leeway, and he he certainly did better in NXT than I think his detractors were expecting, right? Yeah, or someone like his aesthetic and style would do in WWE normally. For yeah, sure. 
but he's got no chance on the main roster. No, 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 no. He'd have to be a trainer and occasional wrestler on NXT. Yeah, I I hope that it's not happening soon. Like I hope that he actually sticks around to know a bit longer, and then I don't know that when he when he maybe he goes back in a year or two to coach or something. Yeah, exactly. Like because he also seems to be having fun with this. Yep, for sure. So I think because he's just such a great addition to the roster, it would be a shame if he like leaves now. I mean, it would be yeah. kind of a very logical run, basically. Like, he comes in, he wins the tag title. He was supposed to be in the N1. Um, but then he just build him up for a title match. He loses the title match, and then he leaves. Like, it would be, like, a very logical, like, satisfying run. But I just think he is such a great fit that I hope he just sticks around. Yeah. And, oh, also, uh, Keno came out to challenge uh, Kaito after mm-hmm. the match. And... Uh, that's happening on January 1st, Budokan. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? I I think it's fine because the real yeah. draw of that show is Muda versus Nakamura. So you yes. can do Keno versus Kaido yeah. again. I heard some people complain. It's like they're doing this match again so quickly. And I was like, kind of get that. But also I think this, it just makes too much sense for this match to happen at Budokan. Like literally been yeah. banging about this exact match being the title match at Budokan for months now. And that's exactly what and, they're doing because it was just, it is the most logical thing. Like that's, their story is like first show of the year. These two have like a big match with each other. That's literally what they've been doing for like years now. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much history build up of that. They just did it this year where like Kano knocked out Kaito again. So, you know, like, like when that happened, like at that point, I already kind of penciled this in. I like, this is going to something they're going to like, like come back to like real soon. So yeah. This just makes perfect sense to me. Yes, you go back to the same match immediately again, but again, just the amount of history and story that is around this match, I think, exactly. Just that's what I was going to say. It's 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 if the lo- if you look at the long arc of their their rivalry, it's fine to go back. Yeah. Uh, this soon, and you're not even really technically the biggest draw on the show. Yes, exactly. Uh, like that show is so going to draw by itself. Yeah. Just based well, we'll of, based <laughs> off of based off of Muta versus Nakamura. Yeah. And then we go to the next day. Uh, this wasn't, this I could, I mean, I called this a joint show with Dragon Gate, but it really sort of wasn't sort of marketed as such. It's just called Global Dream and Noah mm-hmm. Presents, not Noah slash Dragon Gate. So your mileage may vary, but they did 1,209 fans. <laughs> now, Paul, uh, this is some stealing Dragon Gate valor if I've ever seen any. Yes. <laughs> this was just completely just, just like a fucking, like, parasite fish attaching yourself to the site <laughs> and just be yeah. like hey look we drew 1200 fans uh, now to be fair uh, there were noah fans in that audience mm-hmm. but there was a lot of dragon gate fans yes. in that audience too because where were the noah fans literally the day before yeah exactly so right. yeah I mean, it definitely is a success. So, like, I guess they should do it again. Yeah, twelve hundred in Cork and Hall these days is yeah. uh, nothing to sneeze at. No, but I mean, it is kind of you know, if you put all of your title matches on a show and you draw a fraction, like, of what the show draws with no title offenses that just has a bunch of Dragon Gate guys on it. Yeah, that is not good. That's not a good sign at all. No. So first up, uh, Yoshiki Inamura, Yasutaku Yano, and Kai Fujimura defeated uh, Mochizuki Jr., Madoka Kakuda, and Ryu, uh, Ryu Fuda in 11 minutes and 55 seconds with the Oklahoma Stampede on Inamura on Fuda. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and I like the dynamic of having Inamura in there with all of these uh, smaller guys. Mm-hmm. 
And I think this is actually the third best match of the show. Yeah. No, this was great. Just like Inamura just towering over everyone in there, basically. Um, he was just so much taller than anyone else in the ring. It was kind of absurd. So I, I should clarify, uh, the only Dragon Gate matches I've seen this year is the fabled uh, Twin Gate match from uh, Kobe World. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Shun Skywalker and Diamante versus uh, uh, Jackie, Funky Kamei, and um, uh, Jason Lee. And a couple of Kai matches because uh, <laughs> Kai rules. Um, I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. It's a real tragedy he was not on the show. No, he should have been. Uh, yeah, I would have actually liked to see him uh, face some Noah guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm seeing some of these wrestlers. Like, Fuda, he debuted. Uh, he's, like, new, right? Yeah. Yeah? And this is actually, well, we'll get to who I saw for the first time, and I have some thoughts on it. Okay. Uh, I think so, I have a feeling who that might be. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, the tag team five-way five -way elimination match. Uh, Manabu Soya and uh, Ishin uh, uh, defeated Muhammad Yone big, and Big Boss Shimizu. And as well as uh, Susumu Mochizuki and Yasushi Kanda. Now, that takes me back to a time when I did watch uh, <laughs> Toriumon. Uh, Eita, uh, yeah, super M2K crazy. is back. It's now M3K. M3K, yeah, because Mochizuki Jr. Actually, it was the first time I saw Mochizuki Jr. as well, and I thought he was great too. Yeah. Eita um, uh, and Super Crazy, um, uh, Ben K and uh, Minorita, and Muhammad. You already said that. Uh, mm -hmm. This was just an excuse. I thought this was just a standard Japanese battle yeah. royale in tag form, and it was not very good. What did you What did you think of, of Minorita? Uh, I liked him. He liked his act, right? Mm -hmm. It was a really interesting contrast uh, uh, there with uh, Ben K as well. Yeah, because he's small, like by Dragon Gate stands. Like he, yeah. again, like he's just him next to Yone is just like who is this little like who is this, this little kid basically. Yeah, uh, but I thought they, they had uh, sort of strange chemistry and weird chemistry as a team that sort of worked. Yeah. But they were like the highlights of the match, like when, because when Minorita got thrown out and then Ben K caught him and everything like that, like that was like the best spot of the match, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. No, it was a really good match like, otherwise. Like that was really like easily the best part. Yeah. Um, uh, so next up we had uh, KZ. Uh, Jackie Funky Kame and Yohei yeah, Kame. defeating Kame, Kame and Yohei defeating uh, uh, Ryo Saito, Saito, uh, Genki Horiguchi and Nosawa Rangai in ten minutes and twenty seconds with the horizontal <laughs> cradle from KZ on Nosawa. Uh, we got the full natural vibes entrance with mm -hmm. uh, uh, Strong Machine J breakdancing and everything like that. I um, I actually kind of like this, uh, although it sort of got typical more comedy uh towards the end but i like the nosawa doing the horiguchi spot with the uh the the, the ribbon mm -hmm. the rubber band, basically yeah. backfire yeah rubber band and basically backfiring on nosawa and hitting <laughs> him in the face yeah no dragon gate is good. really good at these kind of like comedy style matches as well so i thought yeah. that worked that worked really really well and you know hey good on the only booker man of both both promotions uh taking the fall here <laughs> yes definitely um and then next up uh we had uh well x who turned out to be satoshi kojima defeat uh, uh kanumama ichikawa in four minutes and 22 seconds with the lariat uh satoshi kojima the greatest x in we history need to talk, we, need to, we need to have a chat about kojima's addiction to being x it's getting out of control yes, now <laughs> it's getting out of control uh but he um 
He was excellent. And this, I thought this was great, actually. Like, this was good comedy yep. for a change, right? I mean, it's Ishikawa, probably arguably the best comedy worker, at least in Japanese wrestling history. You could put him up there. There's, like, some sure some Lucha fans that might uh, have their candidates and choices for mm-hmm. that sort of thing, right? Uh, I really liked the ending because it was, like, Ichikawa pretending to do a Stan Hansen. He pulls out an elbow <laughs> pad and puts it on and does, like, the, the horns – uh, hand gesture yeah, and yells yeah. youth and everything like that and then proceeds to fail at delivering a lariat <laughs> and then Kojima just levels him yeah no, that, and gets like, the win I, I love Hichikawa he's tremendous <laughs> yeah but also like the moment it was announced like it's X against Ichikawa it's like oh this is it's gonna be Kojima isn't it like literally it's like yeah. this is really kind of the only option here is it Yep, for sure. And then next up, uh, we had uh, Atsushi Katoge, Dante Leon, and Punch Tamanaga defeating Natural Vibes, Jason Lee, Strong Machine, J, and UT. Um, I guess I was kind of expecting more from this. Uh, I mean... Is that fair to say? You have Dante well, Leon Punch and, and Punch Dante Tamanaga. Not, like, right. Punch isn't and I have good. to say, I hadn't seen... Uh, Jace, or sorry, Strong Machine Jane a while, and he has he hasn't improved much since I saw him last. I mean, he a has bit, Im- he has improved somewhat. I think it didn't really come across in this match. Actually, so let me look at my notes. Mm-hmm. I actually like this match, and I thought it was structured well, because generally, punch wasn't a factor. Mm-hmm. Ut and Jason carried it for their team. Strong Machine J would come in and do the power spots, and then Katoge sort of carried it for his team, and then Le- Dante flew a bit. Yeah. Right. So was, I actually thought it was fine. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, like, for me, it was more like Dante Leon, and it's just not very good, and neither is Punch, so we really only have, like, Kotoga no. on the one side. So there's really only so much, like, UT and, like, Jason and... No, Tom I thought Machine Jason Day, like, was the, the best in this match. Yeah, like, the, like Jason, no, Jason Lee is awesome. Like, Jason Lee rules. Yeah. Like, he, he is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then next up, uh, we go to Yamato defeating Seki Yoshioka in 13 minutes and 14 seconds with the Galaria. You know, uh, over the years, Yamato has been hit or miss for me. I've seen him in incredible matches, and I've seen him just sort of be underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, Paul, I was sort of underwhelmed by this. Yeah, I think that can generally happen with Yamato matches. Like, It's actually one of the issues where, like, generally when he's champion, I tend to drift away from Dragon Gate. Uh, right. It's kind of is because of matches just as this one. I thought the beginning of the match was actually pretty good. I liked the beginning of the match. And then it just kind of just petered out. Like, I think they started off hot and then it just kind of settled into, like, just a, I don't know, steady pace, basically. Yeah. And then it just wrestled that until the finish. Like, the one thing I was, like, thought of when I was watching this, though, was, like, why isn't Seiki Yoshioka the junior champion? Yeah, exactly. Why is Dante Leon the junior champion? Why not Seiki Yoshioka? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. And then next up, we had uh, uh, Amakusa and Takuma Fujiwara defeating Shun Skywalker and Tadasuke uh, when um, Amakusa used a crucifix hold on Tadasuke to continue to reignite their feud. Mm-hmm. This is the first time seeing Fujiwara, and he is the real deal. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he's incredible for his level of experience. Do you now get why um, everyone voted for him as a uh, rookie of the half year, basically? On the, yeah. yeah. And then um, 
Okay, so this was like Shun Skywalker and Tadasuke, can they coexist? And no, they really couldn't mm -hmm. uh, type thing. So I thought that sort of d detracted from the match, right? And then like Fujiwara sort of just drifted into the background as the match went on because it's all about Tadasuke and Amakusa and then Tadasuke like beefing with his partner. I so actually kind of like them beefing. fizzled out for me towards the match. As the match went on, I thought it sort of actually fizzled towards mm -hmm. the end. But I mean, it was still good for like a good two-thirds of it maybe mm -hmm. i don't know to be fair I, I didn't really mind the whole bickering and everything because i just really like shun skywalker's character work because i think he's really right. good at that so and, and because of worlds of worlds like consistent i think with his character because he can kind of he can somewhat coexist with his zebrats like stable mates but he's really kind of like not a guy that would would ever be able to like get along really kind of with everyone because he's just kind of like unhinged is <laughs> i think the best certainly way to not put an it. outsider from another faction yes another exactly faction. who is also kind of like a self-absorbed heel just as he is which is yeah. what tadasuke is. so to me that kind of made like a lot a lot of sense that they really couldn't coexist and i also like that like in the post match like skywalker was just okay fuck you guy fuck you and just hit him <laughs> with the ssw as well so <laughs> i i so i i actually i actually really like this match uh but I can see like where like maybe if you're not as familiar with like Shun Skywalker's kind of uh, stuff where that might be like not help the match. So, but I liked it, and you know Shun once again proving that he is right. So he really Jason <laughs> Lee should have listened to him because look he got pinned by Dante Leon, and that wouldn't have happened if Shun Sky if Shun, if Shun would be the one to help him. So. <laughs> just proven right yet again and next up uh dragon kid alejandro dragon daya ninja mac and extreme tiger defeated bb hulk uh hio diamante hajime ohara and hiroki in 17 minutes and 14 seconds with a ninja bomb uh, from uh, mac on hio this was definitely supposed to be like the dragon gate multi-man sprint match of the show and i thought it mostly delivered it wasn't like you know super high end but it was a lot of fun i thought second best mm -hmm. match of the show for me yeah, I mean, Hulk looking rough though these days. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. He's not been good for a while. Like his his body. Yeah. Oh, I know that, but he's destroyed. looking really rough. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched some of him and was it him and Kai's um, Twin Gate run? Yeah. Yeah, he's looked worse than he did even. There. Yeah. 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 No, his body is just breaking down rapidly. Like he's just very limited these days. And hey, they they might get another Twin Gate run because they're actually going to have a title challenge soon. So, well, I can't say that Kai should not be wearing, not be winning a title. So maybe they will win. Yeah, I mean he can just carry all of their matches, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean no one reinventing of the wheel, but a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. Mac was super over. Yeah. Just getting the crowd to ooh and ah by the end of it. No, I think Ninja Mac. Like I f feel like Ninja Mac actually would be a perfect fit for Dragon Gate as well. As well. So. Well, uh, he would probably be poached if Shima was still in the company. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, if Shima was still... It's actually kind of a miss for Shima that he didn't bring Ninja Mac into Gleed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, look, I'm happy that he's at where he's at. So even if he has weird short title reigns. But, yeah, I mean, this was really just kind of a high-flying match. Just a bunch of guys in masks flying around, including Dragon Daya actually coming out illegally in his mask. You know, since he lost it. So actually, he's not supposed to wear it, but okay. And then uh, 
in the main event, uh, Keno and Kota Minora defeated uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Yuki Yoshioka in 21 minutes and 53 seconds with the Enrin, which is the moonsault double knees uh, from on mm-hmm. Keno, from Keno onto Kiyomiya. Uh, I really like this match. I thought the interactions between Kaito and Minora were actually awesome. Uh, those guys have great chemistry and actually would be awesome to see them in a singles match. Although I felt as the match went on, you know, you can make a legitimate critique of this that the Dragon Gate guys took a back seat to uh, Keno and Kaito. Yeah, which felt made the feel even more like it was just a Noah yes. show with some Dragon Gate, like with some Dragon Gate paint, like lazily like slapped right, on top and of it. Because this was just about heating up their feud, which I felt it did for the most part. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a great match. I thought it was the best match in the show. I thought it was like a little bit too, felt a little bit too gentlemanly at the times. But yeah, when they kind of actually got into kind of doing kind of the Kaito versus Kenna stuff, I think it like improved a lot. But also, I mean, these four are all like great wrestlers. It's just that I have the same issue with Yuki Yoshioka that I have with uh, Yamato. Where like ever since he's become champion, I've watched less Mm -hmm. Dragon Gate than I have previously. I don't even really have a good explanation for it. It's just kind of, I don't know, kind of drifting away from it a bit because, I don't know, I just don't find him very interesting as champion. Like, he's a good wrestler, like, he's solid. But I've kind of started dubbing him, like, Dollar Store Yamato because he just... Like, he always looks really good, but there's just this, like, next-level excitement that is always, like, missing from his title defenses, I feel like. Like, they just never really, like, super grabbed me. So what do you think of Kota so, Minora, though? I thought he looked great here. Oh, I love Kota Minora. Like, they, they were, there was a bit of iffiness kind of in the whole build-up to uh, Kobe World. But I think he's kind of, like, gotten a way better grip on his character now. And I think, like, Minora, like, they have something there with him. So I think, like, he's... I mean, he's obviously going to be, like, Dreamgate champion at some, at some point. Like, I think that's very obvious. Just the way they hold, like build like gold class around him and everything so yeah like i think there is like i think he still needs a bit more polish to be honest but i think like once he gets that i think he can be like very easily like the basically you know how dragon gate never has like a or rarely has like a clear ace and has more like a basically just a group of top guys but i think he can be kind of the leader of that group of top guys potentially Mm -hmm. if he gets that like so there was some good stuff on the show at the beginning and towards the end, but I thought the middle sort of dragged. <laughs> yeah. I thought like I thought it was just like it was an overall good show, but yeah, I, it was also a weird show because yeah, it was technically supposed to be a joint show, but it just felt so much more like a Noah mm-hmm. show. And I mean, we're going to get it again. Like they announced that they're going to do it again at uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yep. So uh, if uh, Noah wrestlers refuse to go back to the the States, (laughs) if that doesn't happen first, because did you hear what happened in Nakajima? Oh, yeah, where he got, well, him and Marafuji got stepped on play there. Oh, yeah, Marafuji was, well, Ultima was there too. Ultima was there too, yeah. So it was actually a joint show. <laughs> Those are probably two of the people that are mainly organizing well, that joint show at WrestleMania weekend. Would be Marafuji and Ultima. Yeah, and um, God, Alberto Del Rio was there too. Although he didn't do any <laughs> s- 
screwing of pay as we know the what the promoter faked a medical emergency and took off and i guess josh I mean, alexander that's, that's the classical took, promoter move josh i heard i heard faked a heart attack but i don't know how accurate that was i mean that definitely would not surprise me that is just really kind of the shitty like in u.s indie promoter move of just be like Hey, can you pay us? And then the guy just clutches his chest and is like, I'm oh, surprised no, they didn't get any. Uh, I'll pay I'm you after I'm back from the hospital. Didn't get any money in advance. Yeah. Um, but I, from all accounts, it sounds like Josh Alexander took control of the situation. Because <laughs> well, I wouldn't trust Alberto Del Rio. No, I no, I absolutely the... would not trust Alberto yeah, yeah. at all. Well, I mean, it should have been pay. sketch. Okay, so from what I can tell, first, you broke Alberto Del Rio. And that's a yeah. red flag. This happened in New York, right? I think. Um, uh, wasn't this on the West Coast? I don't. No, because Marfuji was in New York, was. remember? Because he posted that picture with uh, uh, okay. uh, Brian Danielson and, and Colt Cabana. Yeah. The, oh, the yeah, one okay. with Brian Danielson okay. got more retweets, of course. But I, I got to recognize yeah. former Noah superstar Colt Cabana. Um, yeah. And so you book Alberto Del Rio. This is an indie that I believe just formed earlier this year. So you can sort of connect all the dots. How they managed to convince yeah. to get the some of the people that they got, I don't know. They must have promised them huge payouts. Yeah. Then obviously weren't yeah. able to deliver that. Yeah. So not a good not yeah. a great I mean, year it, it, for it, it, I mean, uh, some Japanese wrestlers going over no. to the States uh to sketchy indies. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but did you see Nakajima is now over on the Nakajima is definitely over yes, on the West Coast because he's King of Indies this weekend as well. Yeah. Yep. Is that going on the same time as Full Gear? Uh, it might yeah. be. I'm not sure off the top of my head when it's actually happening. Yeah. So um, I will mm, try to see if what I can see from that show, and maybe we'll talk about it if I uh, watch some or something like that. Mm. But. I mean, it's also going to be, I'm going to be curious if they're going to like upload maybe like Nakajima stuff to like uh, Wrestle Universe. Oh, at that's some point. right. Because that, cause, uh, that stuff usually gets up there, right? Yeah, because they did that with Marufuji. They did that with the Hayata title defense. Oh, it's November 19th. Uh, at Wrestle Circus. So that's Friday. Oh, yeah. it's Friday. Okay. So not going against full gear. So, yeah. No. So then I would actually expect it maybe to go up on Wrestle Universe before uh, before we record yes, next. It's a very good chance of that. Uh, so I guess the last thing with Noah is we can preview the Noah the Best 2022 at Yoyogi National Stadium number two. First, I'll ask you, Paul, what is this draw? There's not much to this card. No, no, no Mudo or anything, which probably could have saved it. This I'm I'm gonna say eight nine hundred tops. I mean, would. I don't remember, like, Yoyogi, what the last numbers there were. Um, so who actually even ran it last, to be honest? Did New Japan run it? Yeah, but... Didn't tai Taichi Takamania happen here? I think, yeah, maybe it might have been, yeah. Uh, let's see, they, what, they drew a thousand let me, I can, let me see if I can find that. Let me see if I can find that quickly. Yeah. So um, we'll just start and go over it while Paul looks over. I guess it's listed mm -hmm. as the main event for the GHC national title, as we talked about, he owed to Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Yoshiki Inamura. Um, I'm guessing Inamura's winning, uh, obviously, and uh, Wagner's yeah. just a transitional champion. 
I think that's fair to say. I think that would make the most sense. Like, because, I mean, you can keep it on Wagner for, like, longer, but, like, what would really be the point of doing um, that? I don't know. Maybe if you had some other luchadors for him to face and have some cool matches, but uh, I think that would be it. I don't know. Um, yeah. I actually think this has a decent chance of doing well, being a decent match. I think Inamura can work well with... Um, With uh, Wagner. Oh, yeah, it wasn't your yoga. You were correct with Takatashi Mania. Yoga number two. Uh, that one drew 1,940 oh, wow. people. <laughs> they're not getting that. <laughs> no, no, they're not getting that. They'll be lucky to get 1,000. Kind of crowd, but... This is yeah. only marginally yeah. better if they draw than 1, I think Cork that, and Hall. Yeah, you can call that a success. <laughs> this is only marginally better than a normal Cork and Hall show. Yeah, well, the only really... Yeah, because there's two title matches on this like otherwise this is just a full kind of power yeah. control and the next step uh for the junior titles again suji kondo and hajime ohara versus atsushi kotogi and seki yoshioka are they just gonna lose it right I back i think maybe it'd be cool i mean that just confirms that they just that they just did a that they just did a title change to do yeah, that to popcorn and now if they yeah. lost again and yoshioka won after this junior title i would not complain Yeah, but I also just think that they're a better team than That's the other two. So. Um, and then, and so another match building to Budokan, Kaito Kiyomiya, Satoshi Kojima, and Masa Kitamiya. Uh, that's a cool team. Versus Keno, Katsuhiko yeah. Nakajima, and Menabu Soya. That actually could be really good. Yes, that should be. That probably, that has, I think that should be the best match on yeah. the show. Uh, like if that's just going to be like that great kind of Noah six-man tag formula. Yeah. Uh, and so he's going to take the fall, probably, probably, I guess. Unless Kiyomiya gets pinned. Um, I could see Kaito pinning Keno, because they, they will trade wins back and forth before Budokan. I could see that. Um, yeah. But probably Soya. Um, next up, Dante, Leon, and Yohei versus Amakusa and Alejandro. I mean, if Dante, Leon is kept to a minimum, it could be a perfectly acceptable match. Or a good match, even. Yeah. And I would assume that we're getting a title challenge out of this from, like, Amakusa or yeah. Alejandro, I guess. For sure. And then, next up, Takashi Sugera, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Timothy Thatcher versus Naomichi Marafuji, Masaki Mochizuki, and Masato Tanaka. Paul, is this a return of the M Alliance? M's Alliance? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Because they kind of they disbanded it, and then they kind of talked about bringing it back, but then they didn't do it. So, but now they're teaming together again, so I wouldn't mind that. I actually kind of like yeah, them no, I like them's alliance too. Although poor Yuko Miyamoto disappeared one day, never to return. <laughs> yeah, that was weird because they also kind of like talked about it and shoot, but they were like, yeah, we don't know where. Well, he, is. he sort of came across as the guy that they could lose the mat lose matches compared to the other guys but then yeah. mochizuki just started taking a bunch of starting doing a ton of jobs in in noah so yeah. um it, it i'm i'm thinking bizarre. mochizuki drops the fall here yeah because i don't really see who else drops the fall unless they just actually i mean if start thatcher's actually starts if thatcher's matches, not coming but... back for you know he could lose i suppose yeah next up daiki Inaba versus sublime every time jack morris returns uh, this will be good. The Inaba Morris team explodes because <laughs> they, they didn't have a name. They, okay, <laughs> Paul, am I am I not 
Ron, they they said they were going to form a tag team. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then they I never think they teamed, teamed once again. or twice. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Like maybe they're maybe they're just gonna do it again afterwards. They're like shaking hands yeah. and then they're teaming again and then challenge for the tag titles. I mean, but it'll be good though. Both. Yeah, gives both of them something yeah, to sure. do. Because Morris has just been picking up wins left and right, but just kind of floating around. I mean, I, I think Morris should face Kaito after January. He's been doing belt motions for like <laughs> two months now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be something in like. You know, well, you got the dome, but will there be a Kaido title defense at the dome? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Could be waiting. And I love Jack Morris, but even if that's not supposed to be the drawing match, that might be a little bit much for his first yeah, 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 yeah. No, GHC no, 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 title no, no. challenge to be at no. the dome. But he can definitely like put it in as like at like a medium-sized show or whatever. Like You should absolutely get yeah. one. That's the thing. For sure. And what is being billed as the final Paris de Mal de Hapon match? Uh, we can only uh, hope. Yoshinari Ogawa, Yasutaku Yano, and Kai Fujimura versus Nosara Rangai, Eita, and Super Crazy. I mean, you're putting Ogawa in there with two like young rookie-ish guys. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I is no, this actually going to have I a finish see, though, or is this just going to be? I don't think it's impossible that Yano pins Nosawa in this actually, but they yeah. He's done oh, it that's before. Right. Yeah, Peros could win. I would assume, and it's like send off. They can, but like again. So does that mean? I mean, it could be Kai Fujimura pins yeah. Nosawa because he's the only one in the match that hasn't pinned <laughs> yeah. him. So, if no, if this is the final Peros, but Ada going back to Dragon Gate and Super Crazy going back home. I don't think Ada like Ada already is. I don't think Ada's going back to. But Dragon he hasn't Gate. left Dragon Gate. No, but he is basically going to be like a part time as well. So, are they going to give Ata a new faction or new partner in Noah? I could see that. Like, I could definitely see him stick around. I mean, it might also be a thing where, like, maybe he is also going to go to Mexico yeah. a bit more. Oh God, they could just have, like left this it. Nosawa retirement, just him going to Mexico for six months. I mean, it might yeah. be. He's, he's retiring in Japan. No one said he's retiring yeah. in Mexico. Returns in some ridiculous gimmick. <laughs> I mean, that's, like I said, he probably still has that Black Tiger oh, 7 sure, suit lying around somewhere, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, one match that I'm actually quite looking forward to, Hideki Suzuki versus Shuhei Taniguchi. I think this would be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Remember when they took Taniguchi out of Funky Express and we thought they were going to do something? Well, I mean... This is more interesting than what he was doing in Funky Express, where they don't do it as they don't do it that much. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to this one. That actually should be a fun, like singles yeah. match. But I mean, it is also kind of a really far undercard Suzuki singles match, and those sometimes can go very quickly. Oh yeah, it'll be like eight minutes, nine minutes. It's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> or even shorter yeah. than that. Like I remember actually him. To be fair, that was on a hard hit show. Where he just won in 30 seconds. <laughs> of course. And then what I assume probably opens the show is Muhammad Yone and Akatoshi Saito versus Tadasuke and Hiroki. So, you know. Yeah. Just that's a... It's a Funky Express yeah. opening match. So that is Noah the Best 2022. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts on... It's not the no, best card, no, I would say that. No, it certainly is not. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, they're obviously hold. I don't think 
when this show was booked, they probably had not booked the dome. So now they have yeah. to hold stuff off, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and everything like that. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts on Noah or anything else? Uh, I actually recently rewatched uh, my pick for the uh, Secret Santa that will hopefully start oh, nice. soon. Well, I guess I can't so, talk really uh, go into details about that. No, I'm not going to talk about what match yeah. it's going to be, but uh, it it reaffirmed my stance that this is this is the match I'm picking for Secret Santa because I think it's an underrated classic, and that's all I'm going well, to say. Well, I, I, I will say I've also picked my match for Secret Santa, but I'm not going to give away any more clues about that. It is a uh, also I think a classic underrated match uh, as well. <laughs> that's funny, but that's what you want to do. You want to pick classic underrated matches, I think. Yeah. That's generally been yeah. my approach as well. Well, actually, one year you gave me um, Vader uh, versus uh, Otto Vons. And that was the first yeah. Otto Vons uh, match I, I ever saw. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Like, Yeah, it, it is also one of the best Otto Vons like, But it's legitimately like a four-star match, but literally all they do is just pummel each other. Like, they don't do anything else. Yeah. There's no yeah. moves. But it's no. like still somehow <laughs> dramatic because it's the round system in, in like CWA in Europe and everything. And, of course, it's Vader at like yeah. the peak of his uh, – powers and everything like that right so it's somehow yeah. and the crowd is yeah. super hot so too like it's a massive two stadium, rotund so. men just blasting each other works for yes yeah. like they went quite a few rounds it's like 20 minute match was it not or something like that yeah yeah it's it's a really long match but it also it works with the like i think the round system really benefits vans because he just can take a breather instead of having to do rest yeah oh yeah that's a very good point actually yeah makes mm -hmm. sense uh, i could think of a few wrestlers that could probably benefit from a round system then Fujita actually would yes. be a much better wrestler. Yes. <laughs> Fujita should just do that. Fujita, like, you know, he, very clearly he just does whatever the fuck he wants anyway, so you might as well just go to people as like, look, in Pride we had rounds, so now we're going to have rounds in my matches and Noah as well. Like, if you don't like that, I don't know, fight me. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we'll be back in roughly two weeks because we'll have, mm -hmm. we'll be going into the final stretch of the Real World Tag League because it's, and we're going to be December in less than two weeks. And we'll talk about Noah the best and probably we'll have more uh, stuff to talk about in, in terms of uh, Budokan and everything like that. So, um, yeah. So we will see you in uh, – so for Gerard – so for Paul Vosch, I'm Gerard Detroit, and we'll see you in two weeks. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.